0: Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey Podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, we are taking a high-level look at the book of Ezra. But before we do, I have a couple quick announcements. The first being that we have recently opened some new serving opportunities with Join the Journey. If you're local to Dallas and have made Watermark your church home, we would love to have you serve with us. There are spots on our social media team. We're looking for videographers, photographers, graphic designers, etc. Spots on our resources team. If you like studying or writing, that's for you. Spots on our events and hospitality team, and even spots on our editing team. If you're attentive to detail, that might be a great fit. We've got quite a few openings, so if you're interested in learning more, we'll put the links in the episode description for you to check out. The second announcement is that we are well on our way to meeting our goal of getting 1,000 podcast reviews by the end of January. To those of you who have left reviews, thank you so much, and for those of you who haven't, we'd love it if you did. Leaving a review helps the Join the Journey team know how we can better serve you and is a neat way for us to read about what God has been teaching or showing you while on the journey. All that said, today we are taking a look at the book of Ezra. The key word for Ezra is return, as in this book we will see the first wave of Israelites start to return home under Zerubbabel's leadership, thanks to King Cyrus, of course. The book of Ezra can be outlined as follows, temple, restoration under Zerubbabel in chapters 1 through 6, and law, reformation under Ezra in chapters 7 through 10. Now, when it comes to the author of this book, nobody knows for sure. The book itself doesn't state who wrote it. However, many believe that the prophet Ezra is, in fact, the author. As I studied for this episode, it was interesting to find that until Ezra enters the chat or really becomes a character in the story, the book is written in third person. But then once Ezra becomes a part of the story, it's written in first person, as in I did blank. I read blank. As far as the date, scholars agree that this book of the Bible was most likely written between 465-460 and 445-440 BC. According to the GotQuestions website, the book of Ezra is devoted to events occurring in the land of Israel at the time of the return from the Babylonian captivity in subsequent years, covering a period of approximately one century beginning in 538 BC. The emphasis in Ezra is on the rebuilding of the temple. The book contains extensive genealogical records, principally for the purpose of establishing the claims to the priesthood on the part of the descendants of Aaron. The article, which we'll link in the episode description, continues. We see in the book of Ezra a continuation of the biblical theme of the remnant. Whenever disaster or judgment falls, God always saves a tiny remnant for himself. Noah and his family from the destruction of the flood— Lot's family from Sodom and Gomorrah, the 7,000 prophets reserved in Israel despite the persecution of Ahab and Jezebel. When the Israelites were taken into captivity in Egypt, God delivered his remnant and took them to the promised land. Some 50,000 people returned to the land of Judea in Ezra 2, 64-67, and yet, as they compare themselves with the numbers in Israel during its prosperous days under King David— Their comment is, we are left this day as a remnant. The remnant theme is carried into the New Testament, where Paul tells us that at the present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace, Romans 11, 5. Although most people of Jesus' day rejected him, there remained a set of people whom God had reserved and preserved in his Son and in his covenant of his grace. Throughout all generations since Christ, there is the remnant of the faithful whose feet are on the narrow road that leads to eternal life, Matthew 7, 13-14. This remnant will be preserved through the power of the Holy Spirit who has sealed them and who will deliver them safely at the last day. 2 Corinthians one twenty-two and Ephesians 4.30, the article concludes. Now, I would be amiss if I did not also comment on Ezra in this episode. Sure, remnant is an important theme or the remnant is an important theme, but what about Ezra? Who is he and why is he important? What can believers today learn from Ezra? Well, one of the most famous verses about Ezra is Ezra 7.10, which reads, For Ezra had set his heart to study the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach his statutes and rules in Israel, to study, to do, and to teach. You see, Ezra knew God's word. He tried to do things God's way, though not perfectly, and he worked to help others stay aligned with God's will. As one commentator puts it, Ezra was a scribe and priest sent with religious and political powers by the Persian king Artaxerxes to lead a group of Jewish exiles from Babylon to Jerusalem. He was a leader. He was commissioned to lead the Israelites back to their old home. Ezra condemned mixed marriages and encouraged Jews to divorce and banish their foreign wives. Now, this call to divorce is where I pick up on the idea that Ezra wasn't a perfect leader. We know this to be a factual statement because he was a sinner, but God did not command this action, or at the very least, the scripture is silent here. We don't know if God supported this call to divorce or if he was against it. It it does not say in the book of Ezra it isn't acknowledged. So as an aside, it's important to note that in regard to Ezra in this decision, this leadership decision, commentators have differing views. The main thrust of this chapter in Ezra is not to dialogue about the permissibility of these divorces that's an interpretive challenge. The main thrust in this chapter of Ezra is that Ezra passionately redirected God's people toward God's way. Many commentators differ over the credibility of Ezra's decision in this specific area. Again, the scriptures are silent. We don't know if God commanded the divorces. And the commentator continues, Ezra renewed the celebration of the festivals and supported the rededication of the temple and the rebuilding of the Jerusalem wall. Ezra 7.10 describes a shaping of the community in accordance with the Torah. Again, Ezra knew God's word, and he wanted to do things God's way. Ezra's goal was to implement the Torah, and his impeccable priestly and scribal credentials allowed him to remain the model leader, the commentator concludes. And I love that language, Ezra, the model leader. I think I love it because Ezra sets a realistic example for us as to what it looks like to lead in a God-honoring way. We know he wasn't perfect, but we also know that Ezra sought after God through his word above anything else, a discipline all godly leaders should take up. As another commentator puts it, You face a situation similar to Ezra's. You are in an increasingly hostile culture, and you want to minister the truth of God. You want to see God's kingdom come. I call you this morning, he says, to follow the example set by Ezra. Set your heart to study the Bible, do the Bible, and teach the Bible. You may find all sorts of things offered to you to pursue the growth of the church, the commentator continues. These programs and strategies, though good, may, may even be offered to you from people teaching at seminaries. And though they may have a place, set your heart to study the Bible, do the Bible, and teach the Bible. God has revealed himself in his word. We know God through the Bible. No method, program, or initiative can be more effective than the power of the living and active Word of God. Listen to Psalm 119, 118. You reject all who stray from your statutes, for their deceit is a lie. Set your heart to learn the scriptures, he concludes. Don't settle for anything else. Don't get distracted from the scriptures or nifty tricks or culturally savvy insights. People need Jesus. Jesus is revealed in the Bible. The Spirit uses the Bible to open eyes to see Christ. God the Father has been pleased to give us a book, words inked on pages written by humans, inspired by the Spirit. Don't get so lost in books written by the uninspired that you can't find your way to the Bible. And may we be people who do just that. Might we not rely on additional resources, like this podcast, for example, as our primary source of spiritual food. Rather, might we be like Ezra, a people who runs to the Word of God as their source of direction. So, as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together.